Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Red Dwarf Introcast, where longtime fans and newbies alike uh, talk about Red Dwarf episode by episode. After We're back, and we'll never leave. <laughs> after very long, long hiatuses uh, in in podcasting. But, you know, like a zombie, we, we will always come back from the grave. Uh, but before we get into that, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. Hey, we remembered our names. Awesome. Okay. That's um, because I've got it written down on the piece of paper in front of me. Oh, yeah, I tattooed mine on the back of my hand, so just in case. Um, Back's my eyelids for me. <laughs> So, um, this episode, we are talking about Red Dwarf Season XII, um, otherwise known as Season 12. Uh, although I did notice in the introduction, um, they did, like, Red Dwarf Season 4, and then one of the other ones crossed over to make the X. So, were they trying to say that Red Dwarf Season 12 is a callback to Season 4 somehow, or, I don't know. But it's not, though. It's not. So, Season 12, Episode 1, uh, Cured. Indeed. In which we are cured. In which they go to see a concert by The Cure. and um, In which no. no one is cured. This is true. It's called Cured, and nobody is cured. Um, Maybe so, they yeah. ate some cured meat. Did they? Um, Off panel. It, it was a... Um, like I said, it's been quite a while on this um since we've uh since we've watched red dwarf of course we watched season 11 and enjoyed that fairly well um okay shane i have to ask because this always comes up mm -hmm. was this meant to be the first episode of this (laughs) season or was was it meant to be like episode three or episode six or was it meant to be in last season or (laughs) that is a good very good question it's a very good question, which I'm not sure the answer to, and I'll tell you why I don't know the answer to that. Because this season is going to be very, very different to the to the um, to the all the other seasons we've done. Because apart from this episode that I watched on first transmission, I haven't seen any of the other episodes. Oh, you mean you're intro casting with us? Yes. Then okay. who's driving this bus? <laughs> We're gonna crash. Yeah, we'll have to figure out some retroactive way of getting research. But okay, yeah. I can tell you. However, so because I didn't want to do any research because I didn't want to spoil myself, even though mm-hmm. there are certain spoilers that I know about. No, she knows wink, wink for those people out there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this does have a production code of three. Well, there you go. Yeah, probably. there you go. Supposed to be episode three. Maybe maybe that's why Rimmer was so quiet in this episode. It really because, was a Rimmer light, yeah. Like something traumatic happened to him. <laughs> like So yeah, so speaking of spoilers, um of course you have to watch the opening credits and, you know, see the D V D case and whatever and gee, I wonder if there might be an episode where they're all turned into Crichtons. What? It's just a crazy theory I have. I'm just intuiting it somehow. I don't know. You've blown my mind. (laughs) I knew about that one going in. Yeah, that I think the show itself made possible to avoid. uh, Impossible to avoid, rather. Yeah. Also looks like there's an episode where 
Rimmer's gonna be aged a lot, and then immediately did. I think it's Lister. Lister. Yeah. Yeah. Sister. Yeah. yeah, Sister. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're finally gonna go around to aged Lister uh, from the. They're, they're never gonna acknowledge previous continuity. Oh man. They're. They're never going to acknowledge that there was any female character on here. They're never going to acknowledge <laughs> any plot line that may have happened in the first, second episode. I don't know. The future Echoes is such like a, a fan favorite and staple. I, I and showing old Lister. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Of course, it's not the first time that they've played around with aging and de-aging and whatnot. But I keep Hand hoping. Baby. I keep hoping that they will will come back to that. And I really want to know what's all about this big ship that I see as well. I, I don't know that we caught that. I mean, there there was like ships, but I I never pay attention to any of the like sci-fi things. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, getting to the actual episode, they're of course playing poker. Uh, Rimmer, of course, still worried about his Morris dancing uh, and magazines. Go apparent. Does he go by the name Cincinnati, or did Cat name him Cincinnati, or was it just a one-off bit that I shouldn't think about too much? I'm trying to remember if there was ever anything in the show about him being called Cincinnati. Um, I mean, it sounds like a poker a name. A poker player name, but, yeah. But then he barely plays poker in the scene. Rumor was super quiet. He like was. He had the Morris dancing joke, and then he basically let Cat and Lister mm-hmm. do their bits. And Lister was, of course, showing Cat the finer points of poker. Now, I know that uh, Craig Charles has been on, like, some celebrity poker things, right? Yes. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yeah. yeah. So not a not a new thing for him. So he needed to show how to do the poker phase. It was a nice poker phase. P-p-p-poker phase. <laughs> I do know this episode was originally called Hear No Evil. Oh. Here no evil. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. H E R E. Oh, okay. So yeah. here there be no evil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Instead gotcha. of, I can't hear yeah, that yeah, there's right. any yeah. evil. Yeah. Um. But still, it's not. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be probably annoyed later on. I will keep the annoyance <laughs> until then. <laughs> So I actually did notice uh, when Starbug was going to answer the signal and, of course, all of their hilarious startup sequence. And a really loving startup sequence, too. I was flashing back to Star Trek The Motion Picture for a second. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Showing off the the models. Yeah. Um, But um, I was thinking of, like, the outtakes of Firefly where they're, like, fussing over the buttons and toggles and just, you know, hitting all of the buttons randomly. And so I thought they were just doing that. I didn't realize it was going to be important to the plot of the episode. Uh, But I did notice that Starbug only had, like, only one of the thrusters was lit. And I was like, huh, did they mess up the model or something? And then, of course, they explained that they can only turn left, which is nice. Yeah. I guess that would be, like, less of a hassle... In space. Yeah, of course. Is there really any left in space? Unless it's uh, in relation to yourself. 
the one thing about space, it's really, really big. It's, it is. It's true. Yeah, so I have actually, I have uh, actually had a car before that the the reverse gear was was not great. Um, so it was I would an amazing car. I would always have to like park on an incline uh, so that I could count on the car to roll backwards enough for me to get out of a parking spot. So I I know this pain of of, <laughs> of, of yeah. So United America. Not to get, you know, in any way political, because we never do on this show. But the war on war is, like, the best commentary on American nonsense ever. You are going to be peaceful or I will blow you up. We've gotten past the war on Christmas and the war on drugs. Now we're just doing war on war. (laughs) And then war on war on war on war. (laughs) <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So yeah, skip, accurate. Skip, skip the politics, but we accurate. Can't, can't even. We watch we watch TV shows like Red Dwarf, so we don't have to focus on the real world. Um, so they find out <laughs> that United America is working on, of course, has was working on the cure for evil, um, and they find uh, some of the purported. Uh, patients listed as cured. And of course they argue over whether or not there can be a cure for evil and what the nature of evil really is, which (laughs) I thought could have been like, that's one of the things I really like about Red Dwarf is like when they start talking about their different viewpoints on morality, but they sure did get past it quickly so that (laughs) they could get into exposition. Also, I'm mad that no one used a staple gun. They didn't bring the bazookoids. They had Rimmer's staple gun. They should have used a staple gun. Mm-hmm. They even made sure it was loaded. We never even got to see the staple gun. Like, they didn't even have a fun prop. I, I was in favor of uh, the staple gun. Yeah. yeah. So where were we there? Uh, uh, we had gotten to the four Yes, evils, talking about, yes. Yeah. Or the five evils. The four had been cured. Rupert Murdoch, however. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yes. Indeed. Always nice to, to get in a shot at, uh, at Voldemort. I mean, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved Kat's... Uh, Hitler dying in a bunker. He was golfing. <laughs> golfing, yeah. <laughs> Poisoned his partner. <laughs> Always fun. So how many times is this that we have had Hitler appear in some shape or form in Red Dwarf? I was trying to think about this earlier. Uh, have we had him? We've had him meltdown. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the wax figure Hitler. And then didn't they uh, time travel? Now you're thinking of uh, Tika, which was to the assassination of JFK, not Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought though, like they were having dinner with famous people throughout history, and some of them awful. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't, didn't actually see him. Okay. Okay. Is it just of, mentioned? Yeah, you're thinking of the final episode of series six, which named Gwyneth Matt 
gonna hit my head, but yeah. Okay, okay, yes, 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 yes. Um, so speaking of Hitler, though, once once everybody wakes up and they see the great the the scientists, and then we get to have dinner with our four psychotics. Um, Hitler, by far, the highlight of this episode. He's the most charming person in here. Yeah. It was just a really fun performance. I'm, I'm not very familiar with uh, with Ryan Gage, but uh, based on this, I, I mean, it's yeah. great comic timing. And especially, like you said, you felt like he was maybe kind of coming on to Lister a little oh, bit. Oh, he was hitting on Lister. Yeah. Like... Like, the guitar playing was leading somewhere, <laughs> and I think Lister was also kind of into it, but didn't want to, you know, let on. Yes. But... Oh. Also, yeah. I think that Cat was uh, hitting on uh, Vlad Tepish there. Yeah. Is there... This is the Impaler? Why would you ask that, Cat? Huh? Because using the Impaler as a last name is fun. I know, but it's still an odd question. Mm. That's the main problem I have with the episode, actually. What's that? Ryan Cage is so good. I mean, he is <laughs> excellent. That the rest of the characters just seem to fade into the background. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, he really stands out. Oh, especially Stalin, like... Oh yeah. He maybe had like two lines. He was sort of the rimmer of the yeah. surprise android psychopaths. Yeah. Okay, but Okay, I'm I'm going to go back to the big exposition scene cuz that was long. Like there was so much time setting up that this was United America and that these were people who were being cured and oh wait they wouldn't have to they wouldn't still be alive but they have descendants and let's Jurassic Park them and then cure them and then we'll do this and that and then it doesn't matter they're androids (laughs) so within the logic of this episode we have the main scientist guy who I don't even remember his name is because he was so forgettable next to fake Hitler. Um, We have the main scientist guy who was the real psychopath who's being taken care of by these android psychiatrists. He sees that there's some people coming up after he gets into out of cryo sleep. He dresses these characters up and reprograms them, puts them into cryo tubes labels them, makes a Rupert Murdoch joke. (laughs) That's got to be believable. (laughs) Yes. And then, like, tries to kill them to get their spaceship. When later on we find out that he was the real psychopath and he was imprisoned for mind-hacking people. Why didn't he just mind-hack them? Like, yep. if if he wandered off the planet, all he had to do was mind hack the four guys that showed up on his planet. That's yeah, it. Yeah, he could even get them to do the startup sequence. I I mean, granted, I don't know what goes into his mind hacking, like 
how much time he needs and they are working on a deadline. Like, of course there's an exploding whatever that's going to sh- destroy the whatever that always happens to people, uh, right after, uh, the boys from the dwarf find them. But like, they never even address it in an episode that is so exposition heavy in the first place. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, Part of why I'm a little angry about this episode. Making this the first Red Dwarf episode with a plot that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, I, I do. I, I, I think you have a really good point there. Like that. I mean, you've always got to find a reason for the setup for the jokes and whatnot, but it does seem like they sort of wrote themselves into a corner there. They did, and they sort of hand-waved it away after they spent so much time on it, and it's like, we spent so much time on this sci-fi concept for you to understand, except it doesn't matter. Why do you care about it? Well, because you spent so much time on it. Oh, no, it was a joke. Yeah, so, like, if the, the plot had been maybe a little more tightly constructed to fit with the premise, that would have been one thing. Or if they had just, you know, threw the premise out there with a couple lines and then moved on to the jokes, that would be one thing. But it's like they spent so much time on the concept that doesn't make sense. That That's what's bugging you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And okay. why did he, uh, why did he get Hitler to be so charming? <laughs> like. Valdery. That, that guy was a charmer. <laughs> oh. oh, let's see here. Uh, so, of course, yeah, we get to know our psychopaths. Uh, Kinda. Cat uh, is upset that uh, Miss Alina is not that into him. Okay, she's lying. Who wouldn't be interested in Cat? I know, right? Like, seriously. Oh. Out of the four of them, go straight for Cat. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we don't really get to know. Stalin at all. No. We get a line or two from Vlad, but he had an excellent costume. Yeah, and I, I liked his his accent. He has a really nice voice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort of a non-entity next to Hitler. Um, and then Everyone of course, uh, oh, go ahead. I had a, when I was watching the dinner scene, I had a flashback to Legion from Series Six. Hmm. Hmm. You'll have to remind me. Uh, was he? Was I he have on Legion? Summer Brain right now? No, uh, Legion was the episode where they uh, where they uh, were found found the robot, and he the, the robot was actually their four personalities in one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm sorry. You said Legion from series six. For some reason, I thought you were talking about episode six of Legion, <laughs> which <laughs> is. TV the new show, show with the whole mutant the X-Men and X-Men mutant stuff League. going oh, on. Okay. No, okay. No, I, I follow now. Yes, Legion, yes. That does make sense. We need to watch. We do. I'd like to rewatch that there. Um, anyway, you're here on Legion Cast, where we talk about every episode <laughs> of Legion. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Talking to ourselves for an hour, it is sort of a Legion to do. Um, Anyway. Highly recommend. It is trippy, dude. It's trippy. It's like, 
Yeah. It's it, not like most without giving away too much. In the comics, media. Legion is a mutant telepath who's so powerful that like all of the minds that he reads sort of get stuck in his head and he develops sort of a schizophrenic multiple personality deal. Especially so the ones that he kills. Yeah. So when you've got like a super powerful mutant who's struggling to maintain his sanity and, you know, he could accidentally blow up half the world or whatever, then yeah, it makes for interesting times. Yeah, cool. Um, the son of Charles Xavier. Yeah. But the way that they adapt it to screen is really nice. Um, okay. So, uh, they... Oh, uh, Crichton's reaction to uh, <laughs> Rimmer jamming. and Hitler jamming. Yeah, Lister and, and Yeah, Hitler. sorry. <laughs> you just wanted Rimmer so much in this episode. I know. He, he was, like, lurking in the background. I keep giving him Lister's parts. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, the surprise look at him jamming with Hitler was nice. <laughs> um. And then they, of course, discuss the morality of do you save psychopaths if their planet is about to explode? One of those everyday conundrums that we all struggle yeah. with. Um, I mean, it sort of reminds me of the stupid question, would you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. But this is, would you kill a clone of Hitler who was good and mm. good at the guitar? And charming. And charming. Um and then they all get knocked out or poisoned Drugged. or reprogrammed or whatever and put into overly elaborate death traps. Which, these were fine. Yeah, like, you know, the death traps... I sort of wanted them to match the psychopaths a little more. I know, they had, like, the impaling for Vlad yeah. the Impaler. That makes sense. But the, I mean, the I guess really... if they tried to match it with Hitler, it would just be in poor taste. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Ooh. I mean, it's, like, yeah. too soon. Always too soon. Forever too soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I then... Mean, I will say that, and I know that the special effects has never been the highlight of the show, but they really phoned it in with cats drowning. Yeah. Like, they they couldn't get a tank of water to put him in, or they didn't want to do the stunt, or what, I mean... Well, his clothes are dry clean only. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Flash, flashback to a Doctor Who episode, I think it was... Uh, was it Silver Nemesis? Oh... This Sophie Odred episode, where she almost got drowned. Hmm. Yeah, there was a... The, the, oh, goodness. One of the Lois and Clark episodes did that, too. <laughs> I think that made the opening credits for a while. Lois and a tank of glass being filled up with water. Yes, it was an evil magician. Yes. That hypnotized Which people. is just to say, a magician. Yeah, yes. uh, um, obviously. But, um... Yeah, because yeah, this, like, this particular episode, she actually almost got electrocuted and got killed. I'm talking, oh, about, wow. the, talking about the actress. Oh, the actress, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, how did Cat get dried off so fast? Um, he's a cat. He's just that good. I can, I can assure you, I own a cat, and her drying off is not one of her superpowers. Her <laughs> hating water, definitely, but... And she always looks so sad whenever she gets wet. Like, she looks like a little drowned rat. Yeah. Um, luckily, of course, Lister keeps a knife in his boot. Always. As you do. 
Uh, Why not? They... I did like the uh, the idea that Crichton's worst nightmare death is not being able to mop. <laughs> also, they got to do some fun, like, Green head screen. and body yeah. kind of things. Uh, we have the big confrontation where they think that the psychopaths uh, set them up, but of course we find out eventually that it was Professor Telford. Telford, that was his name. It was um, It was fun to see that they finally show, yes, Cat is a psychopath. Oh, yeah. But, you know, not the murdery kind. I would really say Cat's more of a sociopath, but I don't know. I always forget the difference between psychopath and sociopath. About 50,000 and psychiatrist pills. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's oh, yeah. see there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Cat. Cat's a psychopath. Uh, and then, of course, the professor was faking the whole time, et cetera, et cetera. They're You've already robots. gone over that. The robots, for some reason. For some reason. Um, yeah, the plan The plan doesn't make sense. We get a uh, Boys from the Dwarf reference in there somewhere. <laughs> Which is nice. This is where I wrote in my notes, why didn't he just brain hack them? Yes. He could have done it here, too. Okay, but cats actually do have a strong sense of loyalty. Mm-hmm. That this is something that must be propaganda uh, that's put around by dog owners. But cats, like, they're not like immediately affectionate like dogs are. They're not like out there with it. But they will imprint on people. And I think that cat really has imprinted on Lister. Like, we saw that way early on. Uh, and we know that because Elfie has imprinted on me and absolutely despises Heath. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you hear a bell in the background, we've got an Elfie a collar with a bell. So she just jingles around the house now. Oh, it's wow. kind of hilarious. She's weaponized it, by the way. When she wants to wake us up in the morning... She'll just start, like, scratching at her uh, collar and, like, rubbing her collar against things and shaking her head. <laughs> like, fine, I'm getting up and feeding you. It's so, 5.30 in the morning. Yep, pretty much. Still want the food. That means that I want to be fed it in, like, three more hours again because I will have forgotten that whatever. Thanks for the warning. Yeah. Uh, But let's see. Professor Telford, of course, makes the classic mistake when cats are like, I get to kill the unicorn. And then, um, you know, hands a psychopath a gun, as you do, and expects a good outcome from it. I mean, cat does warn him. One psychopath to another. I'm a psychopath. Hand me the gun. (laughs) Okay. Seems like a good idea. So, yeah, only a psychopath would fall for that. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, And then he shoots him in the head. Now, I do enjoy that Cat gets a heroic moment. Mm -hmm. This is... Cat gets very few heroic moments. It's mostly comic moments. But, you know, he, he takes care of the psychopath. I guess they leave the androids. I guess so. I would have liked them to, like, grab up the androids. Or at least Hitler. Yeah. It's charming. Um, 
But yeah, another <laughs> nice callback to the... Run back yeah, I know. and listen to what we just I said. Know. At least Hitler, um, he's charming. But uh, very nice callback to the opening poker face thing, you know. Yes. I, I like when they bookend it like that. Yeah, that's, so that's nice. Even if the overall plot and sci-fi premise didn't really hold up in this one, you know, there was some, some good storytelling structure in there somewhere. Yeah. There were a couple gags. And even though I'm annoyed that Rimmer didn't have much to do or much to say, it is nice having Cat get more of a spotlight because often he's shunted to the side. And I, I do realize that in previous episodes I've complained, oh, Cat had nothing to do. Why doesn't Cat have something to do? And now when Cat does, I'm like, well, what about Rimmer? Why doesn't he have anything to do? <laughs> Well, that's probably just because it's the first episode. Yeah, I realize my own hypocrisy, though. Yes. Um, so, yeah, all in all, tidy little episode there. Um, Even though the middle half is pointless. Yes. <laughs> so from here, we move on to, what do we do first, ratings or quotes? Uh, neither. No? Because I have, the, I have um, one thing I have been able to do is... Um, yeah, well, last time around we had the silver survey from Ganymede and Titan. Now we, now we have the pearl pole. So the, uh, just like uh, Ganymede and Titan silver survey, where they uh, rated all episodes together, they did they did another one earlier this year, and they added um, they added all the episodes to date. So this one this came in as forty nine. Remind me how many episodes there are. That's a good question. 73, including the one that we're doing. Okay, so about half. A Less, little lower. Yeah, about two-thirds down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Feels about right. Yeah. It does. I mean, it was... I felt it was a competent episode. It just... It It felt a bit thin. It wasn't standouty to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cured with 49th, Witches for God with 48. Hmm. And Feather and Sons were 47. Oh, I liked Fathers and Sons. I would have put it much higher. Anyway. Mm. Although, in comparison to, like, earlier episodes, it's really hard to judge. I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about is just... (sighs) The later episodes of Red Dwarf are fun... But it doesn't feel like it has the same energy as some of the earlier seasons. But, you know, that that could be bias. Like, I understand that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so not a bad placement overall, I think. Um, so I think we do uh, ratings next. All right. yes, I think do. we rate next quotes. All right. Well, Shane, you go ahead. Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Considering... But this is going to be a slightly different uh, rating than the uh, the rest of the series because I've seen obviously I've seen this one before, but I haven't seen any of the others. So as as a as a series opener, I don't think it's quite as good as the last series opener. I mean, it's a it's a good as, a, assemble piece, which is you know great, but I think there's more of the series to give. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to have to give this probably a seven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, seven out of ten poker games. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, that it was just it was fine. It was funny. I got a good laugh out of it. It wasn't very standouty. It didn't do, you know, the the things that I like about the show most. It was it was kind of light on. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm thinking like six and a half love spuds. I think I'm I'm there with you. Uh, I probably have more annoyance at having such a plot cul-de-sac in the middle. Um, so I would have to say, like, about a six, six back issues of Morris Dance Monthly. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. So that brings us to quotes. Uh, did you want to go first? Oh, me. Who, me? Sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you said, when you said you, I don't know who you're talking to. Um. Yes, I was pointing at you, Shane. God. <laughs> No, I let you go. I let you go for a seat. All right. Um, Let's see here. Those countries who went to war because they were so against war, they were prepared to go to war to fight in a war against war, called themselves United America. (laughs) Okay, I'm taking the best one. Sorry, guys. Go for it. It's because I'm Hitler, isn't it? (laughs) I'm not can't jam with you. That, that's the best line in the episode. Sorry, calling it. <laughs> and it's the delivery, too. It is. That guy had great delivery. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Most psychopaths lack empathy for others and have no remorse. But as a rule, they don't physically harm anyone. So what do they do then? Well, many go into banking. Many, go, many are CEOs, businessmen. Uh, ruthless men and women drawn to positions of power. And notice I, I skipped something out of that. Oh, oh the politicians? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. okay. But I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's not political to say that there are some politicians who are probably very ambitious and don't really care about others. But that's not particularly political. Um, okay. What do they do? Hand out tubes of evil ointment? Rub on your frontal lobe when feeling psychotic? <laughs> Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Let's see. Um, whoever buried me alive left this behind. A Hitler. And you'll think that's mine. It did cross my mind. It's not possible there's an Andy Hitler or an Ainsley Hitler. And even if it did stand for Adolf, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is mine. Oh, no, that it is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, Uh, that was a great German accent. Oh, I severely doubt that it was. was, Maybe it was an okay impression of the accent that that guy was doing, but I'm sure (laughs) any German person would roll their eyes at me. We know a German person who would oh, roll her eyes at you. Sabrina, she definitely <laughs> would. Uh, any other really good ones that we need to get in there? Oh, I've got one. I think we're pretty much covered in the fascist dictator department. Points at Rimmer. And it's true. And it's no, true. never mind. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I've already used it, but selfie. <laughs> it's cute. Oh yeah, well, and 
Baldari, Baldara, Baldari, Baldara. Oh, and again that whole scene, like uh, Ryan Cage's expressions as he was playing there, like playing, playing it just you know slightly femme and playing it up a bit. It was it was a really good scene. Yeah, I was wondering if if like when they were first talking about jamming together, then um, Lister was going to try and do one of his songs, you know, against crypto fascism or something. Um, but how many cards do you want to change? Five. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Nine way. Your manipulation of the palette is dazzling, and your use of saturated colors to celebrate the counterculture spirit of the piece is so chic and fun. <laughs> Lister's jacket. Always worth mentioning. Oh, definitely. I think I'm done. Yeah. Mostly I'm reading, like, complaints in my notes. And see, Lister's jacket, of course, brings us back to Ace, which brings us full circle to Doctor Who, which is what the show is really about. Yes, you thought you were listening to a Red Dwarf podcast. Surprise twist! It's all about Doctor Who. Soupy twist. All right. Well, um, so I think that about covers it for season XIIE01. Um, do we have a title of the next episode handy? Yes, we do. And it is. Da 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 da. Siliconia. 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 Well, this I is going to be everyone is Crichton. Everyone is Crichton. <laughs> Yeah, I would be very surprised if Siliconia was not the Everybody Gets Crichtonized episode. Yeah. I mean, if if it's not, then, you know, you could do something with silicon-based planets. I mean, they could run into the Horda. Yes. That could always be fun. It's life, Captain, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. Bang! <laughs> Someone get this man an aspirin. Okay. Um, so, yes, we will see here in the next episode if this is, in fact, the much-teased Crichton, uh, handful of, a fistful of Crichtons yes. episode. Or uh, if they are going back to the Old West. Maybe. Because who knows? You never know. You never know. Uh, well, until next time, uh, thanks for listening, and bye! 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 bye.